The following is a hoop ball presentation. What's up, Grizz Nation? Welcome to the show. I'm your host, David Williams. Got a surprise special guest tonight. Mr. Isaac Simpson is joining me for the post game. Isaac, welcome back, man. Man, glad to be back on, man. Always fun to be on the Hoop Ball Podcast, Grizz Podcast with David Williams, man, and talking about a big win, big Grizzlies win here tonight. Memphis Grizzlies beat the Charlotte Hornets 108-93 to to improve to 2-3 and three on the season, and this was not at all what I expected. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Uh, I mean, you go up to Boston and get your, your doors blown off, and you're thinking it's the last game of this road trip. They might kind of kind of just meld us in and try to get back home and kind of regroup, but that is absolutely not what happened, man. The Grizzlies played their, their best game of the year here tonight, and you kind of looking at it. They're 2-3, and three, even preseason, going through my predictions. I had the Grizzlies three and two right now, and that was winning two of those first two home games. And that they will go two and one on this road trip. That's even better than I thought they could do if they're healthy. Now, could they? Will they continue on the pace of of being close to what I predicted without Ja here going forward? Maybe not. But I think if you're on the 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 hold a hold a line crowd, I think I think you feel pretty good right now. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. That's um, it's scary. You know, I mean. It, Grayson has not really been contributing all that much this year. He's been struggling, but you know, to lose another guy with everybody that the Grizzlies have already got out, I'm like, man, what kind of train wreck are we going to have man. in these next few games until we get uh, get some guys healthy? But you know, t- tonight looked really good. Great team win. They were moving the ball well in the offensive end. I don't know. Let's see what they finished total assists. Thirty something. Thirty four total assists. You know, it, th- that's a uh, they were talking about it on the broadcast that they were the Grizzlies were fifteen and five last season in games where they had thirty or more assists. So starting off, starting off good. Twenty twenty one, the Grizzlies are undefeated. Yeah, and, 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 and this this Hornets team have been playing well. Uh, and it went over the Mavericks uh, in their last game, looking really good uh, against the Mavericks. So I expected this to be a tough one. I thought it was a game that if the Grizzlies could keep it close down to the fourth quarter, they could win. But I mean, this was a Thorough victory. I mean, the Grizzlies pretty much dominated this game, and they had a couple of holes where uh, offensively where, where they weren't making shots, there, especially early in the game in the second quarter. But for, for the most part, they pretty much dominated this game. And, um, I mean, I, I think you got to just feel good. I mean, about guys, you got Brandon Clark, who's a guy that, that's kind of been um, talked about here early in the season, was, what was going on with him. And I think he's back. Um, I was one of those guys that at first was saying, well, it's only been a couple of games. You uh, give the guy time. He's coming back from injury, but I was kind of worried after that last game, but he really came out tonight and, and he looks like Brandon Clark of old. He has that bounce back. I mean, he's getting shots at the rim, getting tip backs, ducking the basketball. So I, I feel really good about that. I mean, I think that was one thing that they were missing. Uh, I think in those first couple games, even before John went down, I think they needed good BC and I think they have their back right now. And I think that's a big plus with his basketball team. They do, you know his. He missed, uh, you know his shot still does not look good. It yeah, doesn't, and that, know, that's kind of what worries me. You know, I, I think that. So you know, we're we're looking this this off season was what like seventy something days, and generally an off season is somewhere in the like I think I looked it up. The average is like a hundred and fifty days. Yeah, something like that. So you know, you're making changes to your shot mechanics. In a shortened off season, you know, you think about the amount of reps that he would have got up with this new shot, you know, over the course of 80 plus more days, it probably would have looked a lot better. You can tell he's getting his legs underneath him. You know, he, he was uh he played 31 minutes tonight, and that's that's his most by a long shot so far this season, and he looked good. 
one of the the big things I think for like the the, the Hornets, their three big guys, you know, Rozier, Graham, and, and Hayward, they all struggled. Hayward, yeah. was, you know, he done the best of, of the three, but they combined for uh, 23 points and shot like seven for 34 from the field. And so when, the, you know, the Grizzlies were doing a good job, you were talking about uh, rotations and communication on the, on the defensive end, and the Grizzlies were doing a great job of that, and they held three guys that are – you know, Rozier went off for like 44 in the first game of the season. You know what Hayward can do. And, and Devontae Graham had a had a big year last year. He's capable of blowing up as well. And they've they done a great job keeping those guys off balance tonight. Yeah, they did a fantastic job against all, all three of those guys. I tweeted before the game that Terry Rozier really worried me going into this one. And that's that, that teaches you game for game. You just never know what's going to happen in, in, in the NBA. Because I said, uh, Tyus, I thought this was a game where he would probably struggle going up against Rozier, and here we go. He had his best game of the season so far, uh, played really well, and really kind of shut those guys down. So you just never know what, what's going to happen. But I, if, if those three guys for the Hornets don't put points on the board, they're going to struggle, and that's exactly what we saw here tonight. And again, like you said, those defensive rotations were just fantastic tonight. Uh, I mean, I, I, I hopefully hopefully that carries forward, because if you play that kind of defense the way they played to, play tonight, they can win some ball games even without Ja and, and some of the guys that are out. It's Grayson probably is not going to be out that long. I mean, he warmed up tonight, and it was a game-time decision, so he could possibly be back Sunday. I expect if he doesn't play Sunday, he would probably definitely be back on Tuesday. So um, I'm, I'm feeling good right now uh, about this team. I mean, again, got two games against the World Championship Lakers coming in here back at FedEx Forum. That's going to be tough. But, um, again, man, really impressed with this team on both ends of the floor tonight. And, again, they did a fantastic job because Terry Rozier is a guy that in, in the past is really – he's playing well early here this year, and he's really – going off against the Grizz in the past, and they did a fantastic job on him tonight. Really did, absolutely. Man, you know, the, the thing with Tyus for me, you can really tell when he is he is on when his floater is falling. Yeah. And that's, you know, I mean, he didn't – he only shot the ball seven times tonight. You don't look for a lot of scoring necessarily from Tyus. He's not a guy that's going to go out there and get you 25 or 30 points, but – he needs that floater to be falling in order for him to be effective. Because if they don't, you know, if they know it's off and they don't respect that floater, then they can play the pass and take a lot away from his game. And uh, you know, he, he was able to knock it down a couple times tonight and uh, and keep him honest. And so that was uh, worked well, worked his advantage, and uh, he made some great passes and just put guys in a good spot to put the ball in the basket. I'm going to run through a, a little bit of stats, and if there's anything you want to chime in with, you just pop in here, man. Brandon Clark, uh, he was 15-4, three assists, two blocks. Kyle Anderson, he is playing way better. Man. <laughs> way better than that. And, and so I I will say this. I was never a Kyle hater. I was never against Kyle, but – I never would have expected this from him, what he's doing this year. He, he's playing phenomenal. Man, even being a, a, a Kyle Anderson guy, I mean, all summer, I was when people had his bags packed, I was saying, man, not so fast, man. Let, let's hold on to this guy. This guy makes winning plays. I didn't even expect this. So, I mean, I think think we can all kind of look at this and say, man, this is phenomenal what he's doing. I think an early candidate for most improved player, definitely. I mean, he's probably the best player on this team right now. And I, I never thought that we would say, we would be depending on Kyle's Anderson offense to kind of kind of keep us afloat, but I mean that's where we are right now, and and he's been doing a phenomenal job. Yeah, 18, 11, five assists, two steals, and a block, doing it everywhere tonight. Tyus Jones, six points, one rebound, twelve assists, man, one turnover, Dylan man. Burks, 
12 assists, right one turnover, man. That's ridiculous, hey, man. Takes care of the ball, man. That is that is my favorite part about his game is he takes care of the ball. Uh, Dylan Brooks had 21 tonight, 47% from the field. That's, uh, you know, Dylan actually loaded up the stat sheet tonight. Two, three rebounds, two assists, three steals, one block. Uh, JV, fifth straight double-double, 14 and 10. Desmond Bain, 10 points, two rebounds, four assists. He shot the ball more tonight. The shots were not falling. But I'm encouraged by this. We we have seen glimpses of what Bain can do, and I want to see him getting up in the double-digit shot attempts, especially while we're undermanned. I, I think that you, you know you need him taking 12, 15 shots a game, and that's a uh, you know it was a little bit of an off night for him tonight. But I want to see more of this going forward. Oh, definitely agree. Uh, the shot, shot wasn't quite falling for him here tonight, but I mean, we we've seen that this guy can really knock it down, and I mean, he gets good looks. Uh, they create good looks for him, and he definitely they they get him, get him more shots. Uh, we've kind of talked about the fact that Taylor Jenkins won't put him in the starting lineup. I mean, he, he even though the <laughs> shot wasn't falling tonight, he was doing some other things. He had some some good passes. He did some good things out there, um, and we know the shot's going to fall. So, man, just keep letting it fly. Like I said, man, 12, 15 shots a game, whatever he can get up. I think. I think they need to continue to find him on those spot-up looks. Yeah, you know, I, it was funny to me. There were some people that were when, – when he was kind of distributing the ball a little bit, I saw a couple of tweets of Desmond Bain, the playmaker, and I'm like, this shouldn't surprise you. It shouldn't – like, we, we we talked about him before the season, and we know what he can do. But, you know, it, it's funny to watch some of these fans that don't really know that much about yeah. him seeing what he can bring to the table. Yeah, when, when I see when I see those tweets, everybody everybody's kind of on the train now. It's like, man, we were talking about this before the Grizzlies were even in position that you thought they could get this guy. Uh, we were kind of talking about that on that podcast that day. So, yeah, I, I see some of those tweets. I'm like, everybody's seeing what we saw before the draft. But I, I think he's going to be a tremendous pick. And again, I mean, it's it's good to finally have a, a a guard, a wing that can can knock down shots. I mean, that that's weird to say that, but in Grizzlies history, we really haven't had a lot of that. Um, a guy that you're really confident that pretty much every time he puts it up, it's going in back to probably Mike Miller was the last time we've had a guy like that on the wing. Uh, so it, it's really good to have a guy like that. And I think he's going to be tremendous for this team, especially when they're fully healthy. I mean, you get Jared Jackson Jr. Back in there and you got him and JV and there's going to really open up the floor even more. And, and you got two guys with Bain and Jackson that can, can knock down threes. I, I think it's going to be, be a, a really good, a really good pick for them. And I think it's going to pay dividends. Oh yeah. Yeah, Definitely. Oh, Jitty had a pretty good game doing Jitty things. Seven points, nine rebounds, five assists, and is still just hustling all over the floor, man. man. And just I was gonna say, just make plays, man. He just does. He's always around the basketball, man. Big offensive rebounds, uh, getting the passing lane, tipping balls. I mean, he's was fantastic tonight. Just like you said, all around game, man. Hit uh, hit a couple threes tonight. Did he get two threes? One? I know he hit a three. Oh, he hit at least one. He, but he hit one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but I mean, he's phenomenal, and that contract is just fantastic. Uh, you look at that deal he's on for a guy that most guys getting paid that are not contributors on the team, and, and to have a guy on that deal that can come in and play minutes for you when needed is big, and that's why I was so happy when they they re-signed him. I think it's a phenomenal deal for him, and it's just a guy that comes in and make one of the plays. Whatever whatever you ask him to do, he can come in and do it, and, and it's good to have those type of guys on your bench. And this was one one of the sign, you know, the offseason signings that they made. I was super happy about this one. I know a lot of people are are high on Milton, and and I don't dislike him by any stretch. But you know, this contract for for Conchar, 
I think is significantly better than the Melton contract. And, uh, you know, it's, I almost tweeted this out the other day and I held it back, but you look at what Josh Jackson is doing in Detroit and it's like, okay, so which contract do you like better? Josh Jackson or D'Anthony Melton? Yeah. and And Go ahead. Yeah. To me, I, like I, I realize those guys, they bring two different things to the table, but for what the Grizzlies needs are, I think that Josh Jackson is the answer for me. Yeah. I was a, I was a big proponent of Josh Jackson. Even when they had him down with the hustle, I was like, why don't you bring this guy up? He's talented. He's young. He fits the timeline. They waited, they waited their time, but it kind of paid off there in the end. But it's weirdly when they went to the bubble, he was just out of the rotation. They had been playing really well uh, pre shutdown. And I think they just kind of made the decision that they weren't bringing him back. And, and Grayson was going to yeah. be here next year. And they kind of wanted to see what Grayson would do. And I think that's kind of the decision they made. I think they might have made a mistake there. Uh, I mean, he's been phenomenal up in Detroit. And, I mean, they shouldn't be surprised, though, because he was playing well when he yeah. when he was here for pre-bubble. So I, I hey. didn't really understand. That's one of the only question marks I have about uh, climbing other than if you want to credit them for or Marco Durek, if you want to say that was a mistake. I mean, that's a low yeah, that was anyway, a, I mean, that was a low really, risk, you know. Yeah. To me, like what they were paying him two million, so that's a that's a, a a low risk chance of a guy. And you know, he he could shoot. He really could. You know, like overseas, he was like I think right around or maybe just over fifty percent from deep. Yeah. So it just didn't translate. He could not pick up the speed of the game over here. You know, it, you're not going to bat a thousand. You're, you're going to miss sometimes. That's just a part of it. You know, the thing is, I felt like, you know, he's definitely hitting more than he's missing at this point. And I hope that continues. So, you know, who knows? In, in the end, the, the you know, he may look like a genius with this this Melton contract. And, and Melton is a guy, He do you know when he's coming back? He's on the, uh, like the, the COVID. Did he test positive for COVID or was he in contact with somebody? Because that's what's like the the protocols is why he's out right now. His is not an injury, right? Yeah, I, I, they they haven't really said. I, I would assume that it's contact tracing. Uh, they haven't said that he tested test positive, so that's kind of what I'm thinking. But I mean, he's been out for a while. I'm, I'm I mean, there's so much going on with these protocols. I'm not even sure what the rules are. Maybe it's a certain amount of time that if you they think you've had contact, that you have to stay out. So that's definitely definitely one to watch. I kind of even forgot it. Weirdly, I forgot about him tonight and thinking about as a guy being out, uh, which is weird because you had guys, Contrary, guys like that coming in playing so well that, that you kind of didn't even miss him tonight. Uh, but I, I think that's a guy that you could probably get back pretty soon. So that, that would definitely help um, in this rotation. And the, the question with Melton with me is because he consistently knocked down threes and he had been doing that here early in this season. So if he can stay consistent to three-pointer, I mean, with his defense, I think he's a really plus for this team as well. For sure, yep. Uh, Gorey had a, another double-digit scoring night, 14 points, eight rebounds, two blocks. He was two for five. <laughs> he is not scared to shoot the three. That's a Sam and I talked about this. <laughs> no, he's not. Show. I'm like, man, Gorey will just – he'll just pull it, man. You know, if, if he gets the ball, they're not contesting. He's going to let it fly. So, you know, I would like to see those threes go to uh, – to, like Bain or somebody like that, but you know he's knocking them down at a forty percent rate. All right, keep shooting them, big man. Yeah, I think he was like two for two or five tonight, and uh, gotta like that 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 big one in the dunk he had, man. The hezzy move, uh, seized parted, man. He went up there and dunked it, man. He, he he was having fun out there tonight, man. I enjoyed him, man. Playing, making plays on the defensive end. Uh, he's been good. I just wish he he's not two to three so much, but other than on the defensive end, he's been really good. I mean, he's had yeah. some some big blocks. I know people have kind of 
kind of got on him for the shooting. But, uh, but I mean, he knocked down two tonight. So, um, he had one where I was like, don't do that. He hit it. But I was like, don't do that again. It went from the top of the key to the end. I was like, man, we don't want to see a lot of that. But, uh, man, like, he, he – Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, no, no, yes. Uh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he played well tonight, man, on, on, on both ends. I was glad to see him him have a big game as well. Yeah, McDermott struggled. And, and man, I don't expect a lot from him. You know, it, undrafted guy coming out, and he is just kind of tossed into – you go from – not playing an NBA game to, all right, now you're getting 20 minutes a game. I, I would think that there would be some nerves there. And on his first shot attempt of the night, it just, it missed everything. It was, yeah. it was not good. He, uh, he knocked one down there, there toward the end. So I was happy. Yeah, finally got that corner that, three. You know, maybe getting the, getting the butterflies out. You knock down your first one. Maybe the next ones will, uh, will kind of be a little bit easier for you. But, you know, we may have, May have Melton back. If Melton is back, you know, I, I don't know that he even that, you know, they're still at 10, 10 healthy guys, maybe 11 if Grayson can come back whenever we get back home against LA. We'll see how that goes. But uh, yeah, you could definitely, I, I think it's more nerves than anything with him tonight, but it's, uh, he, he's not ready. He, he needs some G League time for sure. Oh, oh for sure. I'm still even in, in the current roster state there. And I'm kind of surprised with how many minutes he's getting. Uh, even even like I said, with with guys being out, but he's definitely a a guy that's going to need some seasoning. I wish Killian Tilly was healthy and he was getting those minutes because he's a guy that I really would like to to get a look at. Uh, I, I don't know how serious those injuries are. You just never know whether they're just kind of saying things with guys, the guys that they're not going to play. You just never know what with those things. Yeah. But uh, he's a guy that really intrigues me that can shoot with his size. I think he's probably more of a guy that could probably step in right now and maybe do something for you than, than McDermott. So hopefully we get to see him at some point. The G League is starting to bubble here, I think, sometime in February. So these guys are going to be around. I mean, they're going to have opportunity to play. If, if he can get healthy, I'd like to see that. But McDermott, finally, he did finally get that one to go. So he has his first NBA three. But he's definitely going to be a guy that's going to be with the hustle and, and, and get some work in there. But, I mean, I guess it, it doesn't hurt to get the experience now. I mean, especially in the game you, you're winning anyway. You don't want to see him playing minutes like that in the game that you're getting beat like just awful up, up in Boston and, and you got McDermott out there on the floor and, and you yeah. down by 30. So, uh, but uh, a lot I mean, of that, man, Jalen Green just are not Jalen Green, Brown, Jalen Brown, like, <laughs> man, man, dude was not missing. I've been talking about Jalen Green so much today. <laughs> Name's popping up on the show, but you know, he was just on fire in that game. You know, you're overmatched. Boston is, you know, that championship aspiration. That, yeah. and that's like the Grizzlies are not at that point yet. So when you're missing your best players and you're going up against a team like that, I was surprised that that game did not get further out of hand than what it did. Uh, but yeah, you definitely, you don't want a guy like McDermott, McDermott in there when you really need to try and turn it around because right now he just, he just doesn't have it. So man, I, I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on a, a couple things as you know, we're pretty well, We've talked about all the guys. Is there anybody that played tonight? Is there anything that we haven't talked about that you want to go over? Uh, I mean, I mean, we pretty we pretty much talk about anything. I just like what Ty has been. Uh, the 12, 12 assists, one turnover, I think, is just fantastic. I mean, he's plus 25 tonight. Kyle Anderson plus 25. And Kyle just getting it done all over the floor like we talked about, 18 points. I mean, 11 rebounds, double-double, five assists, and zero turnovers for a guy that's not a real point guard, and you put him on the ball, he has five assists, no turnovers. I mean, you gotta gotta love that. I mean, again, man, Kyle is just out of this world right now. Even as a guy who, again, I was a big Kyle supporter over the, 
the, the short offseason, if offseason, if you really want to call that. Uh, but I didn't even see this coming. And he's if, if it wasn't for him right now, man, I think this team would really be really be struggling. But I mean, he's getting it done on both ends of the floor. He's Euro stepping with the floaters, man. He's hitting threes. I mean, he's just just doing it all. Uh, hopefully this is sustainable. Um, I mean, it looks good here through five games. Uh, but usually you'd see you think it drop off right now. I, I think this might be something. I don't know if you're going to see 18 points from every night, especially when you get guys back. But for him to play as well as he has, I think you that's that's a really big plus. And again, we talked about BC as far as his lift and everything that seems to be back. And um, you just wonder when you got to get some guys back. Justin Winslow was supposed to be back before Jerry Jackson Jr. So that's something to watch. Grayson may be back on Sunday. I think if not Sunday, probably definitely Tuesday. So uh, get some guys back. Also, John Morant out without a boot on, uh, working out before the game started. We got to talk about the Grizzlies probably being cautious with him. I don't know if they're going to be able to keep him down. Josh, Josh is probably going to try to come back in a couple weeks if it's up to him. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, the the thing with his back last year when he took that knee to the back from the cameraman, and that there were talks about him being out longer, and he was he was back. I think it was I want to say it was like seven or eight days. And yeah, he, he was back. And, you know, from the looks of that injury, when, when it happened, you know, I'm thinking worst case scenario, obviously. But, yeah, I, I don't – I think that the competitor in him is not going to – you know, I think it's on the the sooner rather than later end of that three to five weeks. I, I know that there were some people saying they thought, you know, the Grizzlies are being cautious. Yeah. Um, they think that it, it may, may go longer than that five weeks. But I, I don't know. I, I, I agree with you 100% on, you know, Jai's – it's probably not going to allow that to happen. He is going to be hounding them to get back out there on the floor. Yeah, because I was saying the same thing. I was saying probably with the way the Grizzlies operate and kind of the vision for the season, it might even be six weeks. But seeing that post on, on Instagram before the game where he's out there with, with a shoe on and no no boot out there, getting up, basically getting up shots, working out already, I, I just can't see him being out any longer than definitely not five weeks, uh, not with the competitive nature that he has. I mean, he's a warrior. He's going to try to get back out there. It, it's just crazy because when that injury happened, I was thinking ACL or something, something yeah. bad, just kind of the reaction that he had and had to bring out the wheelchair. And I know how tough he is. That That's what really made me think it was something major. Knowing Jai, knowing the competitor and how tough he is, the way he reacted, it looked, looked really bad. But when he came back out on the bench uh, with the boot on, I felt a little bit better then and came up as a, a great, they say great two ankle sprain. Uh, and I, I definitely think he's going to be back a little bit sooner, I think, than we were all speculating, even with the organization being conservative. I think he's going to push so hard that he's going to be back out there sooner rather than later. Yeah. If I had one big gripe about you know the front office and the coaching staff right now, it's a, the transparency with yeah. injuries. You know, like, you get nothing – I've listened to interview after interview and anytime that it is a justice or Jaron, anytime it's an injury question, you get the same generic, Oh, you know, they're, they're progressing just fine. Yeah. Week to week. Yeah. Whenever they're healthy. And it's like, man, give me something, something, anything other than just like a scripted generic response. So that's, uh, it, it's infuriating at times, but, uh, you know, I, I'll take it. I know that they're, they're, doing the right thing with these guys. I, I'm not, I'm not on the side that I want them to rush back. I'd rather them be a hundred percent. They had the, um, the pregame in Boston, the NBA league pass, it, it was showing a warm up and justice was out there. I saw him putting in work and he was looking pretty good. So man, it, 
no telling with him, but I, I think that, yeah, I'm hoping maybe, maybe next week I'm going to throw it out there. I don't know that he's going to be back next week, but, uh, but I'm hoping, hoping that he's back next week. I'm actually, I'm going to put you on the spot here, man. We've got a hoop ball has, they started a discord. And so uh, any of our subscribers, the premium subscribers, they got hoop ball, 360 fantasy pass, different stuff like that. Um, that they, they get access to the hoop ball discord. And so I've been posting in there and having guys, you know, asking them if they have any questions leading up to the game. So I'm going to give you uh, we've got a guy. I answered his question on the last show. Lefty is a guy's name from the discord. I'm going to ask you his question and see what you think about it. He okay. says with the absence of jaw win or loss, what habits would you like to see the Grizzlies work on moving forward? Wait, say that one more time. Sorry, sorry, I didn't. Yeah, yeah, no, you're good. <laughs> I say, with with the absence of Ja, win or loss, what are the habits that you would like to see the Grizzlies work on? Um, I think I think one big thing is is putting down on the unforced turnovers. I think we saw a lot of those against Boston. I mean, Boston is good defensively, but a lot of those turnovers were just on the Grizz, and I think. With not having John, I think that's going to happen. I mean, when you got got a guy in Cal, which is what they didn't do it tonight, though. Cal or Tyus didn't do it tonight. But when you don't have your star point guard, I think you're going to probably – you got other guys handling the ball. They're going to make mistakes at times. I think that's one of the big things. I think that was huge in that Boston game. So many live ball turnovers where Boston were able to take advantage of. It's one of the big reasons why they kind of got ran out on them there. Uh, I think that's something that I would like to see them work on. And they cleaned it up tonight. Uh, so if they can do that – stay clean going forward. I think that's a, a big thing that can help them because they can score. I mean, they, they're they still, even without John, these guys been out, they've been still putting points on the board, big points on the board in these losses. So just keep clean up the turnovers, and I, and I think they'll be they'll be good because they on the offensive end and keep playing defense like they did tonight, and I think they'll be in a lot of games. I agree with you, man. Yeah, they had, uh, looks like, 15 tonight as a team. And and honestly, you take away Dylan had two of them back to back that were pretty bad. Yeah, they had two bad and, uh, ones there. He, he had a uh, he had a third one where he uh, he went to he was bringing it up to the floor and he went to pass it to JV and just airmailed it. So you know you you take those three away from it, you know it knocks them down to twelve, and that's a that's a pretty solid game. So you know I think uh, Dylan, you know even with his flaws, I love Dylan. You know he, he played a great game and. and <laughs> I tweeted out about him, you know, keeping up the defensive intensity and and staying out of foul trouble. And then, like, almost on cue, as soon as I hit <laughs> and here goes a whistle and it's Dylan getting a foul. And I'm like, I know. It seems oh, to always man. happen. Anytime you tweet yeah. anything out like that, it always happens. Like, he's like, oh, this guy's playing really well. Look at this here. And then he does, like, three bad things in a row. It's, <laughs> it's inevitable almost every time. One, real quick, one thing I do want to touch on is, is, is JV. People – have, have talked about his defense and, and how he's kind of slow-footed on the defensive end. But I think tonight, when he does the type of things that he did on the offensive end tonight, it kind of kind of makes up with it. It kind of goes to your point with Dylan. It, you have to take the good with the bad. And when Dylan and, and, and JV are scoring and doing the things they did on the offensive end tonight, it kind of makes up for the bad they do. So I just kind of want to throw that in there. Yeah, you know, I, I've touched on that. One thing that I think that he could clean up on the defensive end, and it's not even – like it's not his speed. It's it's just the way that he he plays. I call it center field defense. He plays so far back when they're running a pick and roll. If, if the guy that he's guarding, if the big he's guarding, can shoot it from the outside, he's going to have an open shot every time. Yeah. 
every single time because JV is playing way too far off of that screen. And I'm like, man, I know you're seven foot tall and you got a monster standing reach, but it, you got a guy, Aldridge, murders him. Oh, man. When, when we play the Spurs, Aldridge wears him out. And, dude, I almost want to turn the game off because it's getting my blood pressure up. Watch, I'm like, oh. oh man, I had dreams like, that night of that. That that standard the stand still jump shot. I I hate that. I mean, he kills us so much. But yeah, uh, JV really yeah. struggles with Aldridge too. Because any any big like you said that that's going to shoot perimeter shots, they're going to have a field day against him again. Like with, with the way he plays defense. Nico Melli for the Pelicans done yeah. it to us last year in the, the game where the Pelicans just I think they beat beat us by like thirty something, and, and Melli was just wearing him out, and that's. You you can't fit like he's not going to get any faster. That doesn't get better. No. But the the distance that you're playing off of that bar, off of the screen, you can fix that. Rely on your help defenders. You know, if you go up there and Aldridge or Melly or or whoever, you know, you can insert any big man that has handles. If they blow past you, rely on your your helpers. Don't don't give them that open shot. And that that's the one thing that's, but. Like you say, when he's aggressive against a smaller lineup and he produces the way that he did tonight, you know, he got 14 points, 10 rebounds. When he's doing good stuff on the offensive end, I can deal with that. I love JV. He's one of my favorite guys on the team. But that's just something, you know, I, I – my wife thinks I'm nuts because I will be screaming at the TV, <laughs> <laughs> knowing he can't hear me. I, I know he can't, but I'm like, oh, two steps forward. That's it, man. Two steps forward, and you you semi contest that shot. But it, it happened. It happened. And and, and when, once Darren and Justice Winslow are, are back, that'll help him as well. With being in the lineup with them guys that can that along and also can rotate rotate over. I think that'll help him. But but yeah, I mean that that's definitely definitely something that he struggles with. But uh, but again, he's one of my favorite players because I. I just love him. He's so tough on the offensive end, and he's so skilled. Uh, and I mean, I, I like when he hits that 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 uh, front court, that top of the key three pointer. I like that. I mean, I I just like him as a player. I've always liked him. I even liked him when he was in Toronto, and I was kind of glad that they they got him when they decided to move Mark. So, uh, but but yeah, I mean, that's something that you just got to deal with the good with the bad. But again, I think when when Jaron comes back, I think that'll help a lot. So I want to ask you about Dylan, and then uh, after this, I'll let you get off here, man. Um, oh man, I'm good to go, man. We go all night. <laughs> you know, he he has been he's been doing better. You know, he he's dealing. He's gonna take some crazy. He had one shot tonight. It was kind of like a I don't even know what to call it, man. Because that, that backwards flip shot or whatever that yeah. That, that was and he does stuff like he hits some crazy shots like that. I know yeah. he does that frequently. So he's gonna have stuff like that. But he's been doing better as a playmaker this year. So, like, what, what do you think that that's something that moving forward that he's really going to be able to elevate in his game? Do you feel like he's got that in him? Uh, I mean, no doubt. I mean, he kind of talked about that before the season started. His kind of two goals were to, to be more of a playmaker and, and, and to stop fouling. Um, he did have five fouls tonight. I think that fourth one was ridiculous. Uh, I mean, it wasn't, wasn't a foul. But uh, I, I think we've seen it through five games here. And, I mean, he's doing a pretty good job. And that's even with, with guys being out. Uh, with him needing to score more, so I think that's even a, a better sign uh, that that he's been dependent on even more than he was before uh, to be an offensive guy. And the fact that he's his assist numbers are going up, I think that's a really good sign, um, especially when you when you get Jai and guys like Jared back, um, Winslow, guys that are gonna gonna score as well. I think 
that bodes really well for him to be doing it already, those guys out. And I think that could only enhance that ability. And that, that's good to see because, I mean, that's kind of what we've talked about, him just throwing up all these wild shots all the time and not passing the ball, especially sometimes in the bubble where it was really bad. Um, it's good oh, to see man. that here early in this season. And um, I, I think he's a long-term piece for this team. I don't think he's to the starter. I think they've got to bring somebody else in. I think that's kind of that missing piece. I think when Dylan is in his real role, I think he's kind of miscast right now on his team out of necessity. Uh, I, I think he'll be great six man for this team off the bench. Uh, but as of right now, I think playing within the offense and playing within in himself, I think is really good to see. And I think, I think it's sustainable because I, again, I think with him doing it with guys being out, I think makes it even better that, that, that it's happening. And when you got guys back that are, that are going to take some shots from him away, away from him at times, I think it'll be even better. Yeah, I, I love to see it, man. That's, I've been a, uh, uh, Brooks supporter, uh, Man, almost day one, really, you know, and that's I've, I've not been on the uh, the hate wagon. There's stuff that he does, you know. I, I'm not going to sit here and act like uh, he doesn't make mistakes. I, I'll I'll be with you, you know. I'm I'm when he takes dumb shots or he's, you know, just pulling up from everywhere, drives me crazy sometimes. But I, you know, I think that him realizing about the holes in the games and, you know, saying, Hey, I need to be a better playmaker. I need to, yeah. you know, make improve my vision essentially. And he knows that he's 24 years old. He's being coachable. If he gets to the point that he's not coachable on something. Okay. Then you have a problem, but right now he's listening. He's being receptive. And, uh, you know, I, I hope he continues to grow man. I, I think he's definitely going to be a, a good piece moving forward. And I really like him especially after the recent contracts that are being signed, what they got him for. I will, uh, I'll take it all day long. I still Luke Kennard, man. I don't know, <laughs> man. I, I don't know what they were thinking on, on, on that deal. I know, I know I, when, when I saw that contract, I was like, I know Dylan is like on his phone with his agent asking, man, what were we doing when we signed that, that deal, man? Luke Kennard is getting this, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think Dylan kind of, he was, I think he was really hard on himself in, in the bubble, man. You could tell he was, frustrated and I think during the short offseason I think he reflected and looked back on on some of the things that he done I think he wanted to improve and like you said it's good to be coachable and know that you there's some things that you can improve on I know some people kind of said he was kind of bullheaded and didn't want to listen to the coaching but I think he's sure showing this year that he is willing to be coachable and that's what you want to see uh at a guy like that and I mean he's trying to correct his mistakes I mean he's still still fouling a lot I think he gets some foul calls that probably not deserve, but I think a lot of those calls just simply, I mean, he plays so damn hard. I mean, I think, I yeah. think that's, that's what, what a lot of those fouls come. I mean, he's doing it in the vein of, he just wants to win so bad. So I, I don't, I don't really get upset with guys like that. When he does throw up those bad shots, I kind of block it out. Cause I, I know that when I think about this team, I know they need him uh, to, to score and he just kind of have to take some of those bad things with the good. And I think a lot of it, I've said it here on, on the show before. I think a lot of that just goes in to him trying to, make something happen because he wants to win. I don't think it's necessary selfishness. I think he thinks he's one of the only guys that can, can score on this team. So he just, sometimes he does more than he should. And I think that is all in the vein of trying to win games. I think. Sure. Yep. Agree with you a hundred percent. All right. Last thing, whenever you finish this, let everybody know where they can find you and we'll get out of here. We're looking at the Lakers for the next two games at home Give me three things that the Grizzlies are going to have to do in order to win those games against the Lakers. Man, it, it's going to be tough. Uh, we'll go, going into those games shorthanded, I think 
I think you're probably going to catch a break in one of those games. LeBron is dealing with an ankle injury. Uh, he's playing through it right now, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if he sat in one of those two games. Uh, if he played in both of them, I'd be kind of surprised. I think one of those games, you're going to get some, they're going to set somebody, set some guys in, in one, one of those games. I think LeBron is probably going to set in one of them. Uh, but, I mean, they're definitely going to have to keep up the the intensity on defense. Uh, the ro- defensive rotation is going to be uh, fantastic, uh, just like we saw here tonight. I think rebounding is going to be a big thing um, in that game. Um, you're going up against you got guys like LeBron and, and AD and, and Mark and guys that can can really rebound the basketball. I think you're gonna have to have to show up the boards. Uh, it, it, it's gonna be tough because they I mean they got a lot of size. JV is gonna be huge in those games, and I think point guard play you can't turn the basketball over. We, we talked about that. I think Tyus and Kyle are both got to be crisp with their passes, and and I mean they they got to play nearly nearly perfect basketball in order to to, to win each one of these games. If I had to pick, I think I think they'll find a way to win one of them. I think they'll go one and one, and I think you'll be looking at the, the three and four. And I think going in, I said four and three at that point. So I think yeah, that's not not that bad with the situation that they've been in. Yep. If they can win one of those games, I will be. I don't. Mean, I don't. There's not a a good enough word to describe how happy I will be. Uh, you know, it, it's definitely going to be a struggle. So. Guys, we're going to get out of here. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you. We will be back the, let's see, what Sunday is the first game at home FedEx Forum against the Lakers. We'll be back with a post game. I don't know. I, I may holler at Isaac again, see if he can hit me up with another post game. Sam Man, may be back. Be we'll, we'll see. <laughs> Isaac will be in. Man, I'll get you in for one of them for sure. Either Sunday or Tuesday, I'll get you back in for another post game. Let, let's shoot for Tuesday. How about Tuesday? You yeah, man, we'll do it. With me? All right, Let's awesome. So we'll get Isaac back after the uh, the two games with the Lakers, but we'll be back with another post game Sunday after the Lakers Grizzlies matchup at the Forum. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, go Grizz! What's up, guys? Going to drop in here real quick at the end. I forgot to drop the Twitter handles before we got out of here. You can find Isaac on Twitter. He is at Isaac underscore Rivals. Isaac, thanks again for coming on, man. We'll see you on Tuesday night. The show is at Hootball Grizz. I'm at DWell211. Sam is SammyB1118. You know what it is, guys. Thanks for listening. Until next time. This has been a Hoopball presentation.